Hello, welcome to the third weekend recap for the Pitch Proper Yank. My name is Alana Gaffney and I'm your host. Today I'm going to be talking about the games that occurred between October 7th to October 8th for English Premier League and the games that occurred for October 4th and October 7th for Major League Soccer. Let's get into it. All right, starting with English Premier League. The summary was Arsenal had a big win and the concerns continue around inconsistent refereeing. Let's start with Saturday's games. These occurred on October 7th. Manchester United played Brentford. Man, you took it 2-1, and I'm going to call this Swamp Magic. So Brentford had an early goal in the 26th minute. There were lots of Manchester United shots that did not materialize. There were some offsides goals. McTominay has been revered for this game. He scored two goals in the second half stoppage time. He came in as a sub on the 87th minute. So Garnacho kept a really dangerous ball in play. The first goal was off of a, a wonderful second touch. Great placement from McTominay. The second goal, the commentators noted that's what football can do. And this was within four minutes. It was McTominay. It was a header. Again, he had wonderful placement. Both these goals were in stoppage time. There were some funny memes about how Ten Hag really owes McTominay from this game. Super exciting towards the end. Another game that's good to talk about is Luton Town versus Tottenham. So Tottenham took this 1-0. Tottenham's unbeaten right now. One of the most notable things from this game is that Tottenham won even with a red card. Basuma was sent off for two yellows. He flopped and he dove for the first half. It was within stoppage time. Tottenham's now in the top seed spot. The actual goal came from Vin de Ven. It was a goal in the 52nd minute. It was assisted by Madison. The commentators continue to note the wonderful form that Madison's in. There were a lot of changes by the manager, but overall, this was a really great result for Tottenham. Fulham played Sheffield United. Fulham won 3-1. This was an expected result. I didn't end up watching this game. I'm not going to speak too much about it. Everton played Bournemouth. Everton won 3-0. Everton, are you doomed? Are you not? Though this isn't a huge win for them, and I did not see this game, I'm really left confused just by the inconsistent play. I will say, as they're playing uh, like opponents who are lower on the table, they are getting some decent scoring opportunities. It's when they're playing really any middle of the pack or higher teams, they're truly just not doing as well. Another kind of notable comeback for the weekend is Burnley versus Chelsea. So Chelsea ended up taking this 4-1. Is Chelsea back? Certainly there's more firing power. It's been noted that Raheem Sterling seems to be playing really well under new management. Sterling was involved in all the goal scoring opportunities. That is a really important highlight. There was an early goal from Burnley. It was the 15th minute. There was a late equalizer in the first half by Chelsea. Chelsea got three goals in the second half. There was a PK by Palmer. It was his first Premier League goal. There was an impressive goal by Sterling and the first goal of Jackson for the Premier League for Chelsea. Crystal Palace also played Nottingham Forest. This was a draw 0-0. I don't have a ton of notes about this game either. Honestly, I'm, I'm bored by both these teams right now. The game to watch from this day, da 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 uh, Manchester United versus Brentford. So the stoppage excitement, I mean, that's what everyone was talking about after that day. Let's get into Sunday. So this was October 8th. So these are the heavyweight games. Day of almost all draws. So West Ham United, as you know, my team, they played Newcastle and they drew 2-2. 
This was a really exciting match. So West Ham had an early lead and they've been doing this. They've been getting a little bit of a lead in the first half. It looked like Newcastle had it after scoring two goals. So they were up and it was 2-1. And then West Ham Kudis had a late equalizer. Kudos to Kudis is the thing that has been written on the internet, which I've appreciated. There's also a really funny photo of Moyes laughing about a dive that Tonali took that didn't end up meriting a card. And I found that also to be humorous. Wolverhampton played Aston Villa. This was a draw 1-1. The Wolves were coming off a win with City and Villa had just been playing very well as well. So I think this was a really good matchup in terms of these are both really feisty middle of the pack teams. Brighton and Hull played Liverpool. This was a draw 2-2. I was really interested to see how this was going to go. Brighton and Hove has this really creative style right now, and a lot of folks are really giving props to Deserby. And then Liverpool, I really hope they're coming back this season. They came from a, a kind of a rough season, and, and it's great to see them in good form. I ended up getting quotes from both the managers because I found this pretty interesting. Klopp has noted the league has gotten tougher, so he thinks ultimately this was the right result. The first goal was off of a mistake, and the second conceded from a set piece. They asked him how he felt, and he went a little bit okay. That's how I feel. And then he was asked a question specifically about the rules or the laws of the game, rather. And he said, I'll take what I can get, which was uh, I don't know, also very funny in its own right. Deserby had a little bit of a different take. He said he was really pleased for the performance. He was like, it was a great result when you don't lose to Liverpool. He noted that his team played with personality, with cause, but ultimately there was a little bit of a lack of experience. I will note, like, just from watching this, and you would have read this through commentary as well, Mo Salah was incredible. And he's really been involved in a lot of their attacking in general, very much in like the creativity of it, seeing the foresight that's required. Uh, he's definitely been the one to watch. The game to watch of Sunday, you can probably guess, was, of course, Arsenal versus Man City. Though really all of these games I thought were exciting. It was frustrating, honestly, that the four games that were the coolest to watch were all on the same day. So this was highly anticipated. You would know by now. So Arsenal won 1-0. This game was regarded as a bit boring. It's easy to write it off in that way, but honestly, this was a strategic masterclass. And I will note both teams had a bit of a similar strategy. So Arsenal took this kind of high block. As City likes to move the ball through the center via pivots. They were not given the space to do that. And then you had on the other side, City was doing the same thing. So it was it was really even in terms of, of what they were doing. Beyond the goal by Martinelli, off City's Ake, the most talked about point of this high press game was the inconsistent awarding of yellow cards. So notably, Kovacic did not receive a second yellow. He wasn't awarded a second yellow for something that many players are awarded yellows for. Therefore, he wasn't awarded a red and he wasn't ejected from the game. That, uh, I think, frustrated a lot of folks and had Arsenal not won, I think this would be a higher point of contention. Beyond that, the other thing that a lot of folks are focusing on and, and kind of the scuttle on the internet was between Arsenal coaching staff member and Kyle Walker. So he ended up saying something to him. Erling Holland got involved. I don't know if anyone's been able to make out exactly what was said, uh, but presumably it just stoked the fire. It was a tough loss. It was a really well-played match. It was probably exhausting. So there ended up almost being a fight. Everybody got pulled away. It got made to a light point in the interviews. That was play this weekend. Uh, just to make a note, there's no games until October 21st for Premier League, so they're in another international break. So you're going to have to get your fill for Major League Soccer. So let's get into that. 
So as a note, just to side note, I was watching this because I was watching these games again. So frustrated. I've been turning the sound off these games. Commentary does not slap like EPL. In my experience, a lot of people say they hate commentary either way, but a lot of major league soccer commentators, I notice that, I mean, they do what I do. They scream when they get excited instead of saying words. Let's talk soccer though. Uh, We're going to start with the Wednesday, October 4th games. As I'm going, I'm going to give their current positions on the table. Please note that the positions that I'm providing from the table are post these game results as well as the October 7th game results. So I'm going to start with the unsurprising results. Charlotte, 12th on the Eastern Conference, went against Toronto, which is number 15th on the Eastern Conference. Charlotte won 3-0. This was truly not a surprising outcome. Toronto has struggled and is currently sitting at the bottom of the Eastern Conference table. Like we, We could have seen this coming. The Seattle Sounders, who are a third on the Western Conference, played LA Galaxy, which are 13th. Seattle won 2-1. Again, not a surprising result. LAFC are number two in the Western Conference. They played Minnesota, who are number 11. So LAFC won 5-1. This was a pounding. I don't even necessarily want to talk too much about it. It's truly just not surprising based on the position on the table. With that said, I'll talk a little bit more about Minnesota. It seems like they're really scrapping to try and be involved in post-regular season play. Beyond that, Chicago, who are 11th on the Eastern Conference table, played Inter-Miami, who are 14th in the Eastern Conference. Chicago won 4-1. Note, there was no Jordi Alba. There was no uh, Lionel Messi. Yikes. And also no score at halftime. But Chicago just made better use generally of their opportunities. They had less possession. It was 1-1 by the 53rd minute. So Joseph Martinez from Inter-Miami had a PK off of a handball. But then at that point, Hale Celesi ended up, uh, he scored a double within three minutes around the 67 minute. And then there were the other two Chicago goals. So the first one, the one that made it 1-1 and the last goal were both scored by Shakiri. So it was in the 49th minute and the 73rd minute. I like the weakness that was noted about Inter-Miami when you were listening to the game. Inter-Miami, I think, truly is susceptible to balls in wide areas to defend against. And you'll see it. Like, those wide angles have been difficult in terms of the where the defenders have been positioning themselves. And many teams are exploiting that. Another game worth discussing from that Wednesday, so New England, which is number five in the Eastern Conference, played Columbus, number four in the Eastern Conference. So Columbus won 2-1. Just a side note. So they played at New England. The stadium is so empty. I noticed that. I mean, it's a Wednesday game, to be fair. Like, to look in the stands and see that few fans was depressing. Again, I'm from this area, so that's why it mattered to me. This was New England's first loss at home. In the 19th minute, Rossi from Columbus scored a goal. The 48th minute, a revolution scored the next goal. In the 86th minute, a Munson scored a goal by Columbus. And then Montreal, which is eighth in the Eastern Conference, played Houston Dynamo, which is fourth in the Western Conference. This was a draw 1-1. Generally, I don't have a ton of exciting notes about that game. The next one was pretty interesting to watch. Philadelphia, who sits in the third spot for the Eastern Conference, played Atlanta that sits in the sixth spot in the same conference. Philadelphia ended up winning 3-2. If you've been listening at all, Atlanta, I've been finding very exciting to watch. This was kind of a strange game. So Philly was up 3-0 in the first half, and Atlanta came back to score two goals in the second and kind of make it a a bit less embarrassing. It's surprising in general to me, though, because I think Atlanta has a lot of firing power available to them. With that said, they were playing a tough opponent. Cincinnati, who sits at the top of the Eastern Conference, played the New York Red Bulls, who are number 10. This was an upset. New York Red Bulls won 2-1. 
Cincinnati actually got a red card. I want to make a couple of notes on this. So Cincinnati certainly dominated possession, but they had about half as many opportunities or half as many shots. I think the other piece that's really important to mention, these teams are out of reach of the wild card spots. I mean, they're fighting right now. If they're close, they're fighting to potentially be in contention to continue play past regular season. So it's not surprising that the New York Red Bulls put this effort forward. The 12th minute, Frankie Amaya got a goal for the New York Red Bulls. In the 17th, there was another New York Red Bull goal. The 68th minute, there was a PK for Cincinnati. Acosta scored a goal. The 88th minute, Cincinnati has got his second yellow and ended up getting a red card. So presumably the score is really sealed at that point. Past that, there were two yellows per team in the second half of stoppage time. The New York Red Bulls are really fighting for that wild card spot. Another game was Austin, who are 12th in the Western Conference versus DC United, who are 9th in the Eastern Conference. So Austin won 3-0. I don't know how surprised I am about this. So Austin was up early. The commentators really focused on the fact that Driussi uh, had just come back from a lingering groin injury. He had an assist on the first goal. He scored the second And then Will Bruin and Matt Hedges also scored as well. So Austin hasn't had the smoothest of seasons. I I certainly think that they made better use of opportunities and they were at home and that always helps. I mean, Austin fans are kind of known for being, they're all in. Beyond that, Nashville, who are seventh in the Eastern Conference, played Orlando City, who are sitting second for Eastern Conference. So Orlando City won 1-0. I'm not terribly surprised by this outcome. Being that Nashville got a red card, Orlando is in a really top position. They've been playing really well. Nashville is fighting for that playoff spot. This was somewhat expected of an outcome. And then Vancouver, who are fifth in the Western Conference, played St. Louis, who are first in the Western Conference. Vancouver won 3-0. I ended up watching a bunch of pieces of this game. I was like, how did this happen? So it's really important to note that St. Louis had a new keep-in. So it was Ben Lunt was replacing Roman Berkey who has been known as the best keeper in Major League Soccer. So he came from Dortmund, if you're not familiar. He was a sub in the game, but he didn't play. So it was scoreless in the first half, which is to Lund's credit. There were three Vancouver goals in the second half. So it was the 58th minute, the 82nd, and the sixth minute of stoppage time. I don't know. I I don't know if we're going to see him play again. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. It was a little bit of a rough spot. Let's talk about Saturday, October 7th for Major League Soccer as well. So we're going to start again with those unsurprising results. So the New York Red Bulls, who are are 10th in the Eastern Conference, played Toronto, who are 15th in the Eastern Conference. The New York Red Bulls won 3-0. Again, I think they're pushing. So this is not surprising. New York Red Bulls are scrapping to get to the playoffs, and Toronto generally just hasn't played well. They're not in contention. At this point, there's nothing they can do to, to take part in the cup tournament. Another unsurprising result was DC United, who are ninth in the Eastern Conference, played New York City, who are 13th in the Eastern Conference. So DC United won 2-0. This isn't surprising based on what their positions are on the table. Again, an unsurprising result was Houston Dynamo. So they're number four in the Western Conference. They played Colorado, who are 14th in the Western Conference. So Houston won 5-1. This was a pounding. It was expected. It was boring. Another one that was someone expected, unfortunately, was Austin, who was 12th in the Western Conference, who just had a great showing, played LAFC, who were second in the Western Conference. So LAFC won 4-2. This is expected. LAFC has been playing tough. They're one to watch, and they're doing generally well. Another one that wasn't terribly surprising due to similar places on the table, they're fighting on the, for the playoffs, 
was Chicago, who are 11th in the Eastern Conference, and Charlotte, who are 12th in the Eastern Conference. Charlotte won 2-0. So they're going to fight each other. It's going to be a bloody type of game. Let's talk draws for a minute. So there were a handful of draws that I want to quickly go over from this day as well. So FC Dallas, who are ninth in the Western Conference, played San Jose, who are eighth in the Western Conference. It was a draw 1-1. It was expected based on the position. Seattle Sounders, who are third Western Conference, played Vancouver, who are fifth in the Western Conference. This was a draw 0-0. Note, this is like a pretty intense rivalry, and I think they're competitive based on where their positions are on the table. Atlanta United, who are sixth in the Eastern Conference, played Columbus, who are fourth in the Eastern Conference. This was a draw 1-1. Both these teams have been doing well. This game was more expected to be a draw than others, just knowing that it was going to be competitive between these two teams. Philadelphia drew Nashville. So Philadelphia is third in the Eastern Conference. Nashville is seventh. This score was 0-0. This was a competitive game for the positions on the table. Nashville is fighting to stay involved in the tournament. So they very much, they're, they're trying to win these games. Let's talk about some other results. Montreal, who are eighth in the Eastern Conference, played Portland, who are seventh in the Western Conference. Montreal won 4-1. This is a pounding by Montreal. Portland is in a little bit of a vulnerable position right now in terms of playoff qualifications. So not totally surprised by this result. Okay, let's talk Inter-Miami once more. So they're 14th in the Eastern Conference. They played Cincinnati, who are first in the Eastern Conference. Expectedly, I think, Cincinnati won 1-0. I did look this up. I looked in both games as to whether or not Messi played. So Messi did not start. This game was also at Miami. So in terms of, I talked about another result where Inter-Miami really didn't play that well. Messi wasn't starting. It wasn't, I don't believe it was at home. I will note for this game, Miami had more possession. They had more shots, but there were less on target. There was a goal scored in the 78th minute by Barrial for Cincinnati. Another game that was one to watch for the Saturday was Orlando City. They're second in the Eastern Conference. They played New England, who are fifth in the Eastern Conference. Orlando City won 3-2. Orlando continues on this hot streak. Not surprising, New England has been struggling a little bit, at least in the last stretch. They have a different manager. They're trying to adjust. That's clear. Minnesota is 11th in the Western Conference. They played LA Galaxy, who are 13th. Minnesota won 5-2. Again, I think Minnesota's turning it up. They're really trying to get there. They're trying to get involved in post-regular season play. Uh, Real Salt Lake, who are 6th in the Western Conference, played Sporting KC, who are 10th in the Western Conference. So Sporting KC won 3-2. Real Salt Lake got a red card in the first three minutes. I think this was an uphill battle from that moment. They somewhat held their own. I mean, the score being 3-2 is... I think admirable when considering the fact that they played a man down for the entire game. The first half ended and it was 2-0 Sporting KC. There was a third goal in the 77th minute and there were two very late goals from Salt Lake. So that's everything from the seventh. You are caught up. Let's talk about next games. So the next games for Major League Soccer are going to be on Saturday, October 14th. Nashville's playing New England. For each of these games, I wanted to note, does this matter? So this matters. So this matters for either team to secure a spot in round one. So for sure, I think this is going to be a good match. It's one to watch. Another game that day is FC Dallas is playing Colorado. This definitely matters for FC Dallas to participate in the wild card round. Colorado, hell no. Like they're not, I mean, they're not in contention for anything at this point. LA Galaxy is playing Real Salt Lake. This matters more so for Salt Lake to keep a spot in round one. It's unlikely at this point that LA Galaxy could turn it around and and get a wild card spot. 
The next game is going to be Wednesday, October 18th. So this is going to be Inter-Miami versus Charlotte. So Charlotte has a chance to participate in the wild card. Inter-Miami does not. So I know everyone loves Messi. They love to say, oh, of course, Inter-Miami is going to win this, that, the other. And at this point, they're really just a disruptor. They're not going to get a wild card spot at this point. They're still 14th or second to last on the Eastern Conference. Based on the point totals, there's no way they're going to get it. Just a reminder, Saturday, October 21st is decision day for Major League Soccer. Let's talk a little bit about what that is. So let's talk playoffs and what to expect next for Major League Soccer. So the final match day for the regular season is October 21st. That's what it's decision day. And ultimately, at that point, the top seven teams in each conference, so both the Eastern and Western Conference, are given buys to the first round of the actual cup tournament. The teams ranked eighth and ninth in each conference will compete in the wild card round, with the winner advancing to face the top seed in round one. The winners of the first round series advances to the conference semifinals. So in terms of dates, start getting familiar. So wildcard matches are going to be October 25th to 26th. Round one best of three series matches are going to occur between October 28th and November 12th. The conference semifinals and conference finals will happen between November 25th and December 3rd. And the Major League Soccer Cup presented by Audi will happen on December 9th. I want to make one note on wildcard matches. If the score of a wildcard game is tied at the end of regulation, no extra time is played, and there are penalty kicks to determine the winner. Check the show notes for the link to get more information about how these playoffs work, and you can watch it all on Major League Soccer Season Pass. That's it for me this time. Until next time, Yanks.